By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? Hey, what's going on? You're tuning into 20 Tim Minutes. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Welcome to episode 116 or 116 or 116, whatever you want to call it. Here I am. Go to 20timminutes.com to learn more about me and the podcast. You can go to my shop and buy some t-shirts and some hats. I have a lot of hats left, not so many t-shirts. I think I have like six total and they're large and extra large. So if you're out there and you want to buy a $5 shirt, you go to 2010minutes.com and you find yourself one, you know? You can also contact me via text. I know you can contact me via social media or through my website and the uh, app. Don't forget to download the app, which is in Apple and Google Play stores. But you can also text me at 781-523-9333. Again, that phone number is 781-523-9333. Um, but yeah. Don't forget, there's also 988 for uh, your suicide awareness, suicide helpline. Don't forget to keep that in your back pocket. You never know if someone needs it or even for yourself. Um, before we get into the episode, I wanted to make sure um, last week's interview with Marley Frygang from Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl came out. Hopefully you enjoyed that. If not, you should go back and listen to it after this episode. And then this week, I have Sonia Callen coming on who is a former alcoholic that turned into a ceo of everbloom which offers specialized small group virtual sobriety meetings which is a great idea and uh, we had a great chat so be sure to check out both of those interviews this week and mine as well so obviously i missed another week i was not in the mood to record i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not in the mood to record today I don't know how you still listen to this podcast when I'm so negative, but this is the real raw Tim. This is what you get. I don't want to do shit, but I'm going to do it because of you. And we're going to have a great episode today. But yeah, I've just been kind of down in the dump still. Uh, I'm still gaining weight. And uh, I went to get my physical for the year. And he's like, yeah, you've gained about 30 pounds in three years. So that's 10 pounds a year. And I'm like, shit, thanks. So then we got to the conversation about my sleeping because I'll fall asleep and I'll stop breathing for a little bit. Then I'll like gasp for air. My sleeping is very bad. And also you need to have good sleep for your mental health. And that's not helping me out. I was like, I think I have sleep apnea. He's like, you ever thought about losing weight? I was like, you ever thought about getting punched in the mouth? I didn't say that to him. He's actually a really good doctor. Really good to me. But I, uh, I bought some C4, which is that pre-workout. I was never a big pre-workout guy, but I'm trying to find different avenues to get myself motivated. And that stuff's like powdered cocaine, which cocaine is powder. So I don't know why I said that. But yeah, I'm hoping to get back in the gym uh, thoroughly. I need to eat a little bit better. I've been, I'm a big zebra cake guy. I eat zebra cakes like all the time. I have a zebra cake tattoo, but the double fudge rounds like the oatmeal cream pie, but the chocolate version, those things are to die for. I eat around it, and then I eat the middle part last because it's so, so good because it has all that chocolate fra- flavoring in it. I'm, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. Yeah, that's mental health for you. You know what I mean? It's like I, I know I'm eating shit like shit, and I don't want to, and like my body still goes to like McDonald's or 7-Eleven and stuff. Like I can't stop myself, and I got to look into that, but... Like I told my 
prescriber about my medication, which Adderall is still having a fucking issue, dude. I'm sick of it. But I said the same thing and he was like, well, you need to work out. I was like, well, I don't have motivation to work out. I don't get enough sleep. He's like, well, if you work out, you'll get better sleep. I'm like, bruh, I need something else. Like I'm getting like kind of annoyed with everything. Like we bumped my Wellbutrin up, but I don't know if that's going to help me at all. Like Adderall, like doesn't even work for me anymore. 60 milligrams a day, you fucking take down a horse. And I'm taking that and I like fall asleep on it. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't think medication works for my body. I need to go the holistic route, which I have a lot of interviews with people that are holistic. I'm I'm not saying I'm not uh, like against it. I just don't really know much about it. Like I can't meditate and like do all that shit. I'm too high strung. You know what I mean? But yeah, anyone get the AI on Snapchat yet? That thing freaks me the fuck out. I told a joke that was told to me. It goes like this. There's these two muffins in an oven. One muffin goes, hey, man, it's hot in here. Then the other muffin turns them and goes, holy shit, a talking muffin. So I said that joke to the AI and they said they really liked it. And so I was like, why do you like it? And they explained the joke to me. They were like, oh, I like the the unexpected twist of the other muffin not knowing he's a muffin. And it was a good, good pun and punchline. And I was like, how in the fuck does AI know that? I've been chatting with it too much, and they ask me questions that I won't answer. It's like, oh, what do you do for work? I'm like, I ain't falling for that. I will give you the bare minimum, but I want to know everything about this AI. And I know there's chat GBT, which I have not taken a look under the hood yet, but this shit freaks me out. Motion City soundtrack, the future freaks me out. I, I just don't know what's next for us. I don't know. I think when we're older, like when I'm like 80, there'll be Ubers with like dri- like driverless cars, like it's uh, Total Recall. That will like bring us to our appointments, which is gonna be sweet. So that one, that one better happen. If they're doing self-driving cars now, like what's next? Freaks me the fuck out. God damn it! I think I'm too close to my mic. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's probably pretty loud. I will, uh, I will do that. But yeah, so we up to my Wellbutrin. What else do I got to talk about here? Been on a couple of interviews lately. Keep an eye out for that. Um, my weekly mixtape I was on. We made a playlist of pump up jams um and it was awesome i had to start the the playlist off with the intro to uh uh dark as hell and uh, what's that what's that dmx album called i forget forget what it's called i gotta look that up real quick before i lose my mind it's dark and hell is hot that intro boom boom the mike tyson intro that he used against uh, peter mcnally i believe and beat the shit out of him um that was a great fight fights are great only if you uh, do them correctly I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But yeah, I went up on my Wellbutrin. We'll see how that goes. Um, I'm also having issues with my mic lately. I don't know if it's the wire. I changed the wire twice. That goes into my computer. So I don't know what it could be. I, it's got to be the mic, right? It's it's old enough. I think it's like 2010 old. Um, Yeah, I don't know. No one gives a shit. Um, so the Adderall shortage was supposed to be like back in April where, well, we're in April right now. Shit. Some doses aren't expected to be available until mid-May by the earliest, uh, a month later than early in estimates, according to the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, your boy knows that he likes acronyms. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's getting very annoying. I got a message right away when I, my medication got deposited. That makes sense. And it was like, yeah, we're out of D out of the Adderall. It's uh, super annoying. I wanted to talk about this. Let's talk about sex, all right? 
sex is uh, not talked about enough. And then the correlation between mental health, there is one. And we're going to go into it. First off, anxiety is one of the biggest contributing factors of ED, erectile dysfunction in males. I've talked about this in a very old episode. It's called Play-Doh Dick, which is the episode name. And it is the worst. Some of this medication makes your penis just not work. And you're like trying to like just use it like it's just Play-Doh. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get too detailed or too gross, but there is a lot of medication out there that really ruins a night. That can really ruin a night. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Uh, number of SSRIs can take a serious hit on your libido. That's because they increase your serotonin in the brain which tempers depression and anxiety, but can also zap sex drive or inhibit the ability to feel sexual pleasure. So yeah, that makes sense. That's because you your serotonin is at an all-time high, so it doesn't need another relief to get you that high. So maybe you should have sex before you take the medication, so you'll have like a different type of serotonin, maybe. I think that's the way to do it. Schedule your sex appointments correctly, people, and then use them around... Your medication. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. So take that with a grain of salt and do what you want to do. It's your life. I don't want your life, Varsity Blues. Um, another thing that is uh, with sex is uh, the PTSD. I like people that get sexually assaulted, and it can be very tough on them. So communication is is key when it comes to that. You got to handle that uh, very well because uh, a lot of people with PTSD obviously have flashbacks of uh, certain criteria. So um, that was one I noticed, obviously, um, and it's unfortunate, but that is that is another connection with mental health um, when it comes to sex. So don't forget about that aspect on the other side, um, which people have tr trouble with. Um, yeah, so one of the hormones released during an orgasm is serotonin. Uh, leaving you feel soothed from stress and anxiety. A lack of sex can be harmful, causing your self-worth and confidence to plummet. You need... <laughs> Look at that. That is facts, that you got to have some sex to have some good mental health. I'm all full of this right now. Get get it off. Get your, get your serotonin up. Orgasm, get your serotonin up. The benefits of this, um, having sex, obviously. You can lower your blood pressure, better immune system. Better heart health, possibly including lower risk of heart disease. It's like eating Cheerios. Improved self-esteem. Decreased depression and anxiety. Increased libido. Hell yeah. Immediate natural pain relief. I don't know how that works. Better sleep. All right. Increased, as I as I talk about, I have terrible sleep. And I put that together, people. Um, increased satisfaction with your mental health. Increased levels of trust, intimacy, and love in your relationship. Uh Improved ability to perceive, identify, and express emotions. That's great. Go have sex. Go have protected sex, okay? That's a 20, 10 minutes tip. Wrap it up. You can't be passing things along. We already got cold sores, which I've always said should be called cool sores because sharing is caring. But you don't want the fucking cold sores down under, if you know what I'm saying. Herpes. Yeah. Wrap it up. Don't make me tell you again. Um, so at an older age, sexual activity may affect your well-being and ability to think. Huh. Research found that sexually active adults between 50 and 90, gross, 
Also, I don't kink shame. I'm just saying that's old. That's pretty old. Um, had a better memory. They were also less li- likely to feel depressed and lonely. So all you grandparents out there, tell your grandparents, all right? Go to them and say if they want a better memory with less depression and less loneliness, tell them to go have sex. But you know what? You got to give them the 20, 10 minutes tip and tell them to wrap it up. They're old school. They might have something totally different. Who knows? Might have TB. Is TB? Yeah, TB's can uh, contagious or was contagious. It's not around anymore. Tuberculosis. Am I talking out of my ass again? That's always fun when I just make shit up and I don't know. And people can't correct me until like the day later and I don't care because the episode already aired. Fuck it. Um, Oxytocin. Oxytocin. Uh, Your body releases oxytocin, also called the love or intimacy hormone. Hello. And endorphins during an orgasm. The combination of these hormones can act as a sedation. Like I said, better sleep, a stronger immune system, longer lifespan. Whoa. Feeling more rested and having more energy throughout the day. Another study shows that sexual activity can provide full or partial relief from migraines and cluster headaches. Don't know what a cluster headache is, but I figure it's a combination of uh, a lot of headaches at once. 60% of people reported an improvement during a migraine. 70% reported moderate to complete relief during a migraine. 37% reported improvement of symptoms in cluster headaches. And 91% reported moderate to complete relief in cluster headaches. Huh. Look at this. Look at all these facts I'm, I'm facting out to you. Just sex. Again, I don't kink shame. Whatever you're into, you're into. I'm not going to sit here and say you're less of a person because you do some weird shit behind closed doors. You ever think about that? When you're in like a big group of people, you're like, which one of these people like, like dress up like a dog and have like sex in like a bowl? You know what I'm saying? Again, don't kink shame. I do not kink shame. That's that. That's your bag. That's your bag, baby. You know what else I also notice? I always say, I'm like, out of these group of people, it's like, which guy you think, oh, girl, like which guy or girl do you think is a pedophile? Because they're among us and we just don't know. So you got to keep your, you got to keep your, you can't trust anybody anymore. You talk to somebody, you have no idea. They can spike your drink. They can do some shit. I don't know. Just be careful out there. So in men, a recent review found that men who had more frequent penile vagina, <laughs> no, penile vaginal intercourse, PVI, which is just penetration of the penis into the vagina, uh, you know, um, uh, one study found that men who averaged 4.6 to 7 ejaculations a week were 36% less likely to receive a prostate cancer diagnosis before the age of 70. That's great. Because uh, I come from a lineage of prostate cancer, and I'm fucking scared. So, gotta 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 get my numbers up. I get the four point six to seven ejaculations a week. Um, gotta pump those fuckers up, you know. Pump those fucking numbers up. This is in comparison of men who reported ejaculating two point three or fewer times a week on average. For men, sex may affect your mortality. One study that had a 10-year follow-up reported that men who had frequent orgasm, defined as two or more a week, had a 50% lower mortality risk than those who had sex less often. Although results are conflicting, the quality and health of your sperm may increase with increased sexual activity, as some researchers suggest. Now let's talk about the women, guys. It's all, we gotta, we gotta go on both. We gotta talk about the women. They're the other partner when it comes to PVI. Penis into vagina. That's how babies are made. 
This episode has gone has gone zero fucks, and that's where I'm going with. I love it. In women, having an orgasm increases blood flow and releases natural pain-relieving chemicals. Uh, sexual activity in women can improve bladder control, redu- reduce incontinence, incontinence, yep, relieve menstrual and premenstrual cramps, improve fertility, build stronger pelvic muscles. That's pretty sweet. Put your hands up on my hip. When I dip, you dip, we dip. That'd be a great dancer. Help produce more vaginal lubrication. Well, potentially protect you against uh, edematropus. Don't even know what that word is. Hold on. Let me try it again. Uh, potentially protect you against the growing of tissue outside your uterus. Yeah. I don't know a woman's body too well, which would make sense because I'm a man. Um, the act of sex can help straighten your pelvic floor, which is cool. A straightened pelvic floor can also benefit the less pain during sex and reduce chance of vaginal prolapse. Well, one study, uh, suggested shows that PVI can result in reflexive vaginal contractions caused by penile thrusting. Women can continue to be sexually active after menopause are less likely to have significant vaginal atrophy, atrophy. Uh, see, this is where I get fucking fucked up. Uh, so pretty much having sex, whether you're a man or woman or whatever you identify as. Again, I don't, I don't shame people. I don't kink shame. Let me know what you're into sexually because I would love to know. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not going to do that to you. All right, let's move on. Don't forget, guys. I'm talking to the fellows out there real quick. All right? Because this is a big thing. It's being vulnerable. Despite... Progress, being openly emotional, is still viewed as a feminine trait, but there's nothing wrong with tapping into your feminine side regardless of gender. I am okay and content with my sexuality. I don't, I'm very vulnerable, as you know, with this podcast. I give zero fricks, and that's just the way it is. Um, holding in emotions not good or dealing with them unhealthily leads to several physical and mental health problems. So if you're feeling vulnerable, go have some sex. Some good adulterated sex, if you can. Um, sharing feelings doesn't show a lack of strength. It's actually a sign of resilience. One study found that people experience at least one emotion 90% of the time, with joy being the dominant feeling. Who doesn't love joy? What brings you joy? Huh? What is it? Um, hiding feelings won't make them go away either. So that's another big thing. So don't let it like things like just pile up. And I've done that before. And like the reason I never was vulnerable too much back in the day was I didn't want to just be judged. I don't think I was scared because I'm comfortable with like showing my feminine side. You know what I mean? I have an older sister. I got a mom. I know how to be feminine. Um, But yeah, just um, it's not easy. Having a support system is great. Um, And also like having good friendships with people that you can open up with. It's good to have those open talks. Again, you can contact me and we can chat. 781-523-9333. 781-523-9333. And you can reach Tim McCarthy. We can talk about sex if you want. So don't forget out there. Go have protected sex if you can. Find a partner. You have a friends with benefit? Eh, whatever. Be a friends with benefit. Maybe go find a relationship and, and boost up your, your mortality. Have b- better pelvic muscles. Pelvic thrust. You know what I'm saying? This has been a great episode. I'm actually in a good mood now because I didn't ejaculate, but I feel like I'm very relieved with how this episode went. 
And uh, I want to know what your thoughts are about this episode because it was it was very difficult for me to talk about these things by myself. But have good sex out there, people. You've listened to 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Thank you for rocking with me. You know what, guys? I love you and have a good one. And we're clear. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.